Matt Lornick in for Chris Renwick on your Saturday evening. And the biggest headline in sports right now is not that Michigan State dominated Michigan this afternoon, which they did, and expectedly so, but the rumor that Tom Brady is retiring. Now, speculation came out about three hours ago that said Tom Brady's going to retire. 22 seasons in the NFL, he's going to hang it up, and we're just kind of waiting now for when will it happen. Okay, well then, people start to come back and say, oh, whoa, 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 we haven't heard that yet. Tampa Bay hasn't said anything. He hasn't said anything to Tampa Bay. And so now the rumor mill is all up in arms. What's happening? Who's going where? Is he? Isn't he? Will he? Won't he? And Ian Rappaport, who is a reporter and insider for NFL.com, he had probably the biggest like double down on his own report that this was going to happen. And this is what he had to say about it. Everyone has said not no, but not yet. My understanding Uh, confirming the initial report is that Tom Brady does plan to retire. So there you go. Ian Rappaport going to stay it strong on his stance. Brady's out. Now, again, is this official? No. Will it be at some point? Maybe. But if Tom Brady really wasn't retiring, I think he would have said that right away. If he for sure was still going to come back and had plans to, you know, be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, he would have not just said, no, I haven't talked to the Bucks yet. He would have said, no, I haven't talked to the Bucks, but it doesn't matter. I'm coming back. And he didn't say that. Now, his company, TB12, they put out a tweet congratulating him. Now, that's something that I'm sure Tom doesn't control. Their social media account, I'm sure, is handled by someone in the company. And so immediately they tweet that out, and that's deleted. So again, is this just a matter of timing? Is this just a matter of... He is retiring, but just not yet. And someone ruined the story and got it out there early. And now he's upset about it. So he's kind of just saying, I haven't made up my mind. Or is there really some some truth to the thought that maybe he isn't retiring? Who really knows? I mean, there's a lot of speculation out there. This story has been the hottest thing on the Internet for the last, I would say, three or four hours now. I mean, there's been talks that... Brady did call the GM for the Buccaneers, Jason Lick, to inform him that he's not made up his mind, so that he's still on the fence. Will he? Won't he? It's a question that's out there. What do you think? If you want to chime in and give your thoughts, 800-859-0957 is the phone number you can call or text. But, I mean, Eric's in the studio with me. Eric, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, see, of course, as I told you when you came in, I, I, I have mixed reviews or mixed thoughts because, you know, I don't want Tom Brady to go anywhere. I want right. Tom Brady to play as long as he can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest tell is probably the TB12 tweet mm-hmm. and then gets deleted because it's Tom Brady. In all of his years, anything he doesn't want you to know, you don't know. Right. He's very, he's, it's phenomenal how great of a job he's done or his circle has done with keeping all of that, uh, locked up. So, I, in all honesty, like I said, he, he's the season's been over for him for a week. There's right. no way in the course of a week that he went, yeah, no, I'm done. He, there's just too much to file through. He, he, and I, I also don't see him being the kind of guy that's going to make that announcement before we get into around training camp time where right. like it, or, or, or OTAs where it's football season again. Mm-hmm. He, gotta, he has to see if he's even geared up for it. So 
I, I honestly, and I'm one of the people that tweeted out, you know, greatest of all time. Yeah. You know, congrats on the retirement. But I honestly think that it's going to be one of those things where we're going to be waiting for a while to find out. And then he's going to go, yeah, it's no secret. I'm, I'm retiring. Yeah. I just think it's going to be something like that. Yeah. And so the other stories that are coming out, you know, are these reporters that have, you know, been on Twitter and commenting and a reporter for The Athletic who writes a lot about the Bucks. You know, the, he's reporting and his name's Jeff Howe. He's saying that. Tom Brady called the Bucks in the afternoon to say that he's not even close on making a decision. So, not even close from maybe happening, maybe not. It is very up in the air. I think it is pretty telling, like we've kind of been saying. If he really wanted to say no, he would have said no. Well, Bruce Arians also, because you know Bruce Arians has been quoted as saying, he hasn't told us that. Right. And Bruce Arians doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's going to play games. If Tom Brady said he's retiring, Bruce Arians isn't going to go, oh, no, he hasn't said that to me. He's going to be like, yeah, he's retiring. Right. If it's already out and Tom Brady wants it to be out, everybody else is going to say it. So the fact that the coach and the front office said, we have not heard from Tom Brady one way or another, mm-hmm. I just don't see him being the kind of guy that doesn't tell his team. His But see, the other thing that's kind of weird to me is, his teammates are tweeting this. Right. Mike Evans, Godwin. Congratulations. They both, yeah, they, Julian Edelman, who's supposedly one of his closest friends, yep. is tweeting this out. And I, I just, I find it insane that he didn't tell the, at least those guys. First. First, before right. the announcement came out. You're so absolutely right. It's very, it's very weird. Tom Brady has always been a guy who has done things the right way, right? Mm-hmm. So when he was dealing with stuff in New England, he dealt with it behind closed doors. He talked to Robert Kraft on his own. He talked to Bill Belichick by himself. You wouldn't think now, after all that time, that that changes how he handles business because that's just who he is. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to be that guy that says before anything else and before the story gets out, he's going to go to that front office in Tampa and say, guys, I need you to know something. And he's going to be the one that tells them first and then says, "Okay, let's set up a press conference. Okay, then I'll announce it. There's there's very much uh, order to how he handles things. And for this to be the way it's starting, this is very out of order for him. Yeah, 20, 20 years with the same franchise, uh, you know, six Super Bowls, with all this winning between him and Belichick. Yeah. And he handles probably one of the smoothest transitions I can ever think of, of a big-name player leaving a what you assumed was going to be his career team yeah. to go somewhere else. And it was the smoothest thing. You saw no animosity every time you saw the, him around Mr. Kraft. Yep. He was great, Bill Belichick in him. And it's that thing of, if all of that can transpire, there's no way Tom Brady's transition out of the league doesn't go the same way. I agree. And so this is just more drama that's on that speculation. Now, I imagine this drama goes away tomorrow when we start having football games again. Maybe it was a slow day in the NFL. They needed something, and they said, you know what? There's no games until tomorrow. Here, here's where we're going to go with this, right? So it's it's blown up. They're going to play games tomorrow, and there's stuff to talk about with those games coming up later on Sports Wrap. We've also got to cover a little bit about the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. A few big names did not get in. Should they have gotten in? Is it right that they didn't? And a local former Detroit Tigers member of the organization weighs in on what he thinks about that, and he's got a lot to say. He coached one of them, and he's very passionate about where his stance is on should they or shouldn't they get into that Hall of Fame. Michigan State, Michigan basketball, we'll cover that real quick. I mean, you saw how the game went. It was a tale of two halves. Michigan was in it in the first, played pretty well, only down five at the half, had an opportunity in the second, got the lead cut phenomenally down to like single digits at one point, and then Michigan State just pulled away. Definitely the stronger basketball team right now. 
Will that be how it goes the rest of the way through? I mean, there's still a lot of basketball to be played. We've got a whole month before we get to March Madness. But right now, at least in the Big Ten, it's trending that Michigan is not in as strong of a position as they had hoped to be when they were saying all these guys were coming back. There was an excitement around a lot of guys that were going to be coming back again. Hunter Dickinson, one of them, he played a great game, but he can't do it by himself. I mean, that's that's a big <laughs> a big issue. I mean, when he drops 25 and gets six rebounds, you got to have some guys pulling their weight in other in other spots, and they just didn't have that today. So we'll talk a little on that. The phone lines are open, as I mentioned, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0957. Anything in the world of sports you want to talk about, we're here for it. It's Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. Good evening. It's Matt Lornick in for Chris Renwick on Sports Wrap here on 760 WJR. As we mentioned in the first break, Lots of stuff going on about Tom Brady. That's the biggest story in sports right now. First rumor came out, and we're calling them rumors because there's literally been no confirmation from Brady that any of this is actually happening. So story comes out, he's retiring. About three hours ago is when that broke. About an hour and a half later, reports came out that actually maybe he's not. He hasn't said anything to the front office. And then another report comes out. He actually did talk to the front office and said, I'm very far away from making a decision on whether or not I'm retiring. So if you want to chime in on that, if you have opinions on is he, isn't he, feel free to call in and share them. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. You can call or text. And the other thing to get into here is the discussion in regards to Major League Baseball and the Hall of Fame. And on Tuesday of this last week, they had the votes all tallied up and ready to go, who's getting in, who's not getting in. And at the end of the day, unfortunately, Barry Bonds doesn't make the cut. Roger Clemens doesn't make the cut. Kurt Schilling doesn't make the cut. Gary Sheffield didn't. Alex Rodriguez didn't. And the rules based around the MLB Hall of Fame is you need 75% of the vote, 75% vote, I should say, from the baseball writers to get in. And just didn't happen for those guys. And a lot of people are saying it's because of this alleged steroid use. Now, alleged because never really proven guilty. Guys, all of them said, no, I did not. Or no, I was unaware. I did not, you know, use performance enhancing drugs, did not use steroids. Small admittance by, you know, Mark McGuire at the time, who's falling into that same discussion just because he was in that same race with Sammy Sosa and you know he admitted to having taken a steroid but these guys Barry Bonds I mean he had a successful MLB career before the steroid allegations even came out and so Jim Leland was talking to the free press and they got into a discussion regarding Barry Bonds because Leland and Bonds were together in Pittsburgh so Jim Leland knows Barry Bonds. And Jim Leland says, quote, you can make the case that he's the best player to ever play. He's a very close friend of mine, and my heart aches for him that he didn't get in. I'm a little surprised and very disappointed that this is how it ended for him. Now, so the reason that it's ended, as you could say, is because this was his 10th year on the ballot. And the situation there, for those who are unfamiliar with it, with the voting for the Baseball Hall of Fame... You get 10 years to sit on the ballot, and you're there every single time. So every year it comes around, you can vote for yes, get him in, 
no, don't get him in. And unfortunately, the clock ran out on Barry Bonds to be able to get in. And that's that's a big blow for Major League Baseball. Roger Clemens as well. Now, again, not in that ballot anymore. Kurt Schilling sitting in the same place. Sammy Sosa also in that discussion. So it's a tough question to ask. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? Is getting to Cooperstown about, you know, what you've done allegedly, maybe, or should it be what you actually did and what you were able to accomplish on the field? Because Jim Leland was also quoted as saying, I have no idea of anyone that ever did steroids because I don't have proof of that. I can't say that it's something that happened because they're just allegations. It's a very touchy situation. There are a lot of indications that might say they did, but who really knows for sure? He says, the thing that really bothers me most is even go back to Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire in 1998 and how much enjoyment they gave baseball fans. They put baseball back on the map. People were excited. They were fired up when Barry Bonds was doing what he was doing, and they couldn't wait to go see him play baseball, which is true. I remember the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa battle, and it was every single night. It was electric, and they're absolutely right. And in that mid-90s that they're really talking about, that they're focusing on, they're saying that's the steroid era of baseball. When it all sort of came to light, how is it possible that these guys are hitting home runs like this? How is it possible that they're hitting them so far? And it was also a time in baseball where the guy who was in charge, Bud Selig, sort of was kind of just turning a blind eye like, oh, I didn't know this was going on. Who knew that that was happening? And so to be in the position he was in as the commissioner, he's in the Hall of Fame also. So should he be? If he knew? If he didn't know? I mean, he gets in, but the guys who were hitting the home runs, the guys who were putting you know, fans in the seats, they're not. And, and that's a big question. And I wonder what you think about it. 800-859-0957. Feel free to call in. Eric, your thoughts on the Baseball Hall of Fame and what went down? Uh, see, I, I might be one of the most split human beings on the planet because <laughs> uh, I, I've seen the stats. I know the numbers. And if you, if you had just showed me up until the speculated steroid time, I have to use air quotes because, like you said, we right. have no— We don't know The sure. numbers Barry Bonds has up until the steroid era should be enough on its own to get him in. Mm-hmm. The problem with me is, and I apologize to anyone that doesn't agree— if he did steroids, I, I pers- you know, personal opinion, it, that many people can't say that he did without it kind of it feeling like he probably did. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get in. Yet you knew you knew it was against the rules, yep. and you broke the rules. Yeah, you did. You, you you did something that wasn't allowed. Now I agree wholeheartedly. Baseball kind of didn't discourage it. Right. Had baseball discouraged it, and he, he him and you know these other guys did it, and they they found ways around it and all that. It's different. Baseball did. And kind of didn't do anything to discourage it, but look, all the all the numbers he's associated with the the home run record for the season, the home run record yeah. for the career, the guys that set that record before him mm-hmm. did it. Were able to do it without that, right? So it's that thing of if they can go out and do it, and they're all Hall of Famers. Hank Aaron, Hall of Famer, Babe mm-hmm. Ruth, uh, Roger Maris isn't, but yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, if they can all go out and do it without it, why couldn't you? True. What? 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 And especially him, because he really was talented enough to be able to do it. He right. really was. I think if 
He keeps going that way. I mean, him and Ken Griffey Jr. might be the two greatest hitters of a baseball I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and you had a great point there where let's say that they are stronger on steroid usage in that era of high steroid usage, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Let's say that the MLB is. Maybe he does still break those records. Maybe he does surpass all those guys that we're talking about without the speculation. And the unfortunate thing is, is we're in now this what if era of what if that happened? What if, well, we don't know. And you made a great point to who knows if he did. And now that the speculation is that he might have, well, now, I mean, this is sort of what he's stuck with. And and it's unfortunate that there isn't that solid proof where we can sit here and say 100% he did it, no way he should be in. And there's also no way 100% proof we can look at it and say no way he should be out. It's it's a very hard line to look at and say one way or another. Well, I mean, and I, I, a lot of it is the fact that, you know, he goes away after a season looking like me and the next day, next year he comes back and he's, you know, the size of Hulk Hogan. Yeah. He's, he's, and not to say you can't do that. I will never say you can't do that. But it's just because of the era, because yeah. of when he was, it's a high speculation. And I, and, and once it's kind of like a thought of that you did it, it's mm-hmm. impossible. No matter what you do to right. deny it, 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 it's your word against theirs and their word always seems to win kind of thing. Yeah. So... I've had many arguments with people over the years. What he did gets him in. It's like, it's true, but if he did steroids, what he did is kind of tainted. Right. It really is, and it makes it tough. Same for Clemens. You know, I've heard people even uh, say, well, okay, then what about Ortiz? How is mm-hmm. Ortiz in? And it's like, yes, that's true. I never once said that. I, I think his talent gets him in, but if he did steroids, it's... It, the issue with it is it, then it becomes a, a, a dark period and you mm-hmm. have to cancel everybody. Right. You're basically saying from 96 to 05, 06, whatever you want to yeah. say, no one gets into the Hall of Fame. And that's, right. like, that's true. We had a lot of great players in that time, uh-huh. but every single one of them has a giant question mark next to them. And here's the question we'll put out there and post to everybody listening. Phone number 800-859-0957. Your former Tiger, Justin Verlander, was on a team that is allegedly being questioned for cheating, who won the World Series. Justin Verlander, arguably a Hall of Famer, no doubt. Should probably get in in his first year on the ballot. No questions asked. But did the Astros cheat? And if he was on a team that cheated, should he not get into the Hall of Fame? Again, allegedly. No no real proof. I mean, you can watch the YouTube videos of Pretty convincing evidence, but is it convincing enough? I mean, not enough for the MLB to take the Houston Astros World Series championship away. So it's out there. Where does that line get drawn eventually to say, this is the line you can't cross, and this is what will make you not get into the Hall of Fame, this is what will? At the end of the day, it's up to the opinion of the writers, and these writers seem to be pretty strong on If you're connected to steroid usage, you're not going. So we got it all out there for you. 800-859-0957. We can talk Brady potential retirement. MSU, Michigan played basketball earlier today. That's on the table for you as well. And what do you think about the Hall of Fame? Cheating in baseball. Steroid usage. Should it be a death sentence to not get into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame? 800-859-0957. It's Sports Wrap on WJR. 
Matt Lornick filling in for Chris Renwick on your Saturday evening, and it's all out there for you on the table. We can talk Tom Brady potential retirement. We can talk Michigan, Michigan State basketball, but right now we're talking Baseball Hall of Fame. Did the baseball sports writers get it right not getting some very big names into the Hall of Fame? Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens did not make it. And so we're wondering, what do you think about this? We got Ray calling in. Ray, what's going on, man? You're on Sports Wrap. Yeah, hi. I think uh, my favorite player of that era that really had no question, it sounds like you mentioned him in the last segment, was actually Ken Griffey Jr. Mm -hmm. Uh, No signs of questions or issues about that. uh, You know, definitely a great player. So I'm glad that he made it and there were no questions surrounding him. And I think he was really out of that time frame, kind of one of the last class acts that really didn't have any question. Um, with respect to the other people, I think that, you know, there is a question so that, you know, they're not, uh, it's not a court of law. So they're not, um, you know, they don't have to prove their innocence, but they really haven't uh, spoken up. So I, you know, I hate to see it, but the way that things are, I think that, you know, for Clemens and those others, you know, the, uh, retirement committees are going to have to look at that and decide if they're uh, worth going in on the, uh, you know, the senior ballots, because, um, you know, if they came out and spoke out, I mean, who would have thought all these years ago that Pete Rose is another story, Mm -hmm. you know, that he was banned for gambling and now you can gamble on all the games. The only difference there was the fact that, you know, supposedly he was gambling as a player. So I think that those items are out there um, and just, you know, as they talk it through or whatever, I would, you know, say to the players, you know, you guys uh, speak up or whatever and, you know, say your piece that you were or were not using. They were not necessarily illegal certain substances at that point. Right. So um, I think that that's just something that they'll have to work through. And, you know, unfortunately, that era of uh, baseball does have a mark on it, regardless of uh, whatever happens. Right. And you're absolutely right with that, Ray. You know, some guys, as you mentioned, from that era, come out clean on the other end and we don't really worry about it and we don't you know we don't hear about them in negative ways and like you mentioned Ken Griffey thank goodness because yeah I mean one of the one of the best swings in baseball probably ever and and that's a very good point that you make there one thing I want to ask you though in the sense of the writers and them being the ones to vote you know these are probably the same guys that were excited when Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and those guys were just knocking balls out of the park all over the place but now are the ones saying, you know what? Sorry, you can't get in. He might be gone. Oh, we lost Ray. We may have lost Ray. That's all right. But again, it was something we were talking about in the break between Eric and I. You know, the the, the voting for any sport Hall of Fame and, you know, a lot of the awards, it, it normally is from the writers of that sport and the ones that are, you know, you always hear about it, guys being like, yeah, you know, I get a Heisman vote and I get to vote for this and I get to, and they're yeah. all a lot of the writers that cover those sports and in the time where they're covering those sports at the one juncture, like we were talking about, well, they're excited for all these home runs and they're excited that, you know, the baseballs are flying out of the park all over the place. And then it gets time to put those guys in and now it's no, 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 never mind, Can't get in. Well, see the thing for me though, is I, and I, I agree with you that yeah. it's it, the writer, but the problem with that now is, the the if if it's none, let's just say those writers you guys don't get a vote anymore which yeah. it is what it is 
But then, so you have to figure out who gets to vote. The issue is the next line of writers mm-hmm. are going to be people our age who grew up on the lore of what these guys allegedly did. Correct. So you're almost, you know, you're almost falling. Because uh, it's like Ray said, it's not a court of law. It's a court of public opinion. Right. And he said, you got to, if these guys want a, a shot at it, you have to state your piece and all that. And, you know, these guys have all said they haven't done it. But the question, and I was going to ask Ray this, but I'll ask you this. Yeah. I guess you'll work as well. Um how far do you take this though? Like, what's yeah. how far do you have to go to prove your innocence? Like, is like you want to put me to a lie detector test? You right. want to do this? You want to do that? Like, how far does someone have to almost kind of siding with them? How far do Clemens and Bonds, if it really means that much to mm-hmm. them, which they both said they didn't play to get in the Hall of Fame, they played to win, yeah, and all that? How far do they have to take it before voters and fans will go? Okay, maybe he's telling the truth. Right, and that's a very good question because the court of public opinion is instantaneous now. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it happen over and over and over again where, and we've talked about it earlier before we even went on Sports Wrap tonight, that the court of public opinion, it's it's at, the, it's at your fingertips. Social media is just that era now. Yeah. And the court of public opinion for those guys, I wouldn't say, like you said, it's not that they don't care. You know, do you think those guys are upset they didn't get in? Of course. But hopefully, like you were saying before, you know, yeah, well, I didn't play to get in there. I played to win. I tried to, you know, I played to win World Series. That's why I was playing baseball. But it brings up the interesting question. The court of public opinion is not a final verdict. The verdict changes. The court of public opinion says one thing one day, and then 24 hours later, it says another. And we can go back to any storyline, you know, with any type of scandal or just opinion of a player and what we might think of them. I mean, the court of public opinion here in Detroit for the longest time said Stafford's a terrible quarterback. Get him out of here. He's not the guy. And now he goes to L.A., proves he is a good quarterback, proves everybody here that said he wasn't wrong. Now the court of public opinion locally for majority of people is very much, oh, never mind. He's a really good guy. He's a great quarterback. This guy's crushing it. Like, love to see it. So that, to your point, it's a very tough line to draw because it the line moves all over the place right it, it moves for guilt it moves for not guilty and it goes back and forth all over well and, and it's the thing that you said you know with the quarter of opinion now with with social media and that's the thing if you have a twitter handle mm-hmm. you're you're a writer you're, yeah in, in some way yeah. unfortunately yeah you, any uh, we're actually i was going to say i looked at this monitor we're actually dealing with the court of opinion right now is Tom Brady retired or not? Right. I, I said ESPN wrote their fifth article of the day about mm-hmm. it being a great time in Tampa. We don't know if he's done in Tampa. And who do we trust at some point, exactly. right? Because do you trust Ian Rappaport? Okay, yeah, maybe. Do you also trust Adam Schefter? Sure, some of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's very hard because the trust for regular Joes like you and I lies in those people that we read, mm-hmm. you know, those writers that write those stories, right? And and who their source is and who this is. And and it's always interesting to look at it and think, well, why don't we just wait until Tom Brady says something? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's a lot it's a lot of talk of, you know, well, no, but I had it first. And it gets into a lot of other minutiae between, you know, getting it is it better to get it right or better to get it first. And so I think there's a lot that's out there, but I think that has in a lot of ways, like we've said, created all these different narratives for sports that you just don't know what's going on. And you can't really ever know until, honestly, you can't know until Tampa really needs Tom Brady to report (laughs) and he either shows up or he doesn't. Yeah. And is there a 12 jersey hanging in the locker or not, Tom? We need to know. Exactly. And so, 
I mean, that's a lot of where it's at. And that's all it is, too, with another storyline that's sort of popping up and gaining a little bit of traction today from the University of Michigan and not the basketball team, which we know lost earlier, but talks in Jim Harbaugh now discussions with the Minnesota Vikings. And will he go there? Could he be going there? Could they be having conversations? One person that we talk about, who do you trust? John U. Bacon, a writer for you know, in Ann Arbor, covers Michigan football, very close to the Harbaugh family, very close to Michigan football, the organization in general. And all he says is, still, I'll, I'll read his tweet verbatim. He says, Harbaugh watch day 28. Nobody knows how it's going to end, but the Viking interest is there and it appears to be real. So, hey, take it for what it's worth, right? Is he? Isn't he? Will he? Won't he? We have no idea. Michigan head coach, Michigan State quarterback. It won't work. Yeah. Stay here. Stay I know. Here, it's a very weird thing to think. Yeah. Could Harbaugh really coach Kirk Cousins? It could happen. <laughs> it's possible. I, I, I told you during the break, like, I just, I, I, for some strange reason, it's a feeling, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to use another name. I'm not comparing him to this guy, but he almost feels like Saban to me. It's college just seems to be the spot that mm-hmm. fits him. Right. It just seems to work for him. You see how, uh, interactive he is with recruiting mm-hmm. and how he seems to get a joy out of that. Right. Uh, I, I just, he, he grew up. You know, the the son of a college coach. He grew up in that atmosphere. Yep. College just seems more suited for uh, for Harbaugh. His brother is a great NFL head coach. Yeah. And I just, I feel like Jim has his area, and part of it is I'd like him to stay. We had a great right, year. I'd exactly. like to do it again if possible. Yeah. And so it's all out there for you. We're talking Michigan, Michigan State basketball. Brady's retirement. What do you think? Is he out? Is he in? Who really knows? And the Baseball Hall of Fame. We've had some good conversation with Ray, who called in 800 800- Eight five nine zero nine five seven is the phone number. You can call or text, and we'll get it. We'll get you on the air because we want to know your thoughts on all this stuff. Next break, it's big time weekend for NFL football tomorrow. We get the championship games for the NFC, the AFC. Who is going to the Super Bowl? If you have a thought on that, get ready because we're going to have some opinions ourselves on what is going to happen in those games. Who's going to make it to the big game? Coming up on February the 13th. Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. Matt Lornick in for Chris Renwick. Matt Lornick in for Chris Renwick on your Saturday evening on Sports Wrap. We've had it all so far this hour. We've talked to baseball. Barry Bonds not getting into the Hall of Fame. Kurt Schilling also on that list of players not making it. What do you think? Do you agree? Disagree? Should they be tainted like that for eternity? 800-859-0957 is the phone number. That's out there if you want to chime in on it. We're also talking Tom Brady. Is he retiring? Is he not retiring? Multiple outlets have said, yes, he is. It's just a matter of time when he will. And that basically claiming, hey, we're just way ahead of this. And, you know, we're going to be able to say, I told you so in about a week or so. And other reports saying, no, he called the Tampa Bay front office and actually said, hey, I haven't made my decision yet. I'm nowhere near making my decision yet, so don't believe what you're reading. A lot of conflicting reports. No report specifically coming from anyone within Tom Brady's camp, specifically, so we haven't seen anything from Giselle. He hasn't tweeted anything himself. His trainer, Alex, hasn't put anything out either. And nothing from the Bucks either. No confirmation, yes or no. No report from Tampa Bay's Twitter accounts or Bruce Arians coming out saying anything. So all of that stuff... All out there for you if you want to chime in and and join us on that. But tomorrow, the NFC-AFC Championship games should be both very good games. 
I, I will say I'm excited for both of them mm-hmm. because I think we do have probably four of the most exciting teams to watch playing. And I'll that's what you'll always want. You'll always want, obviously, of course, like everybody would have liked to see Tom Brady. At least I know I would have as a Michigan fan. Mm-hmm. But having the Rams, who are this team that can run and gun, put up points, Matt Stafford at the helm, a little part of me says... I love that. Let's see him get to the Super Bowl like he, you know, so so much deserves. But what do you think? What are your thoughts on it? Rams 49ers, the NFC game, AFC game. You got the Bengals taking on the Chiefs. Eric, what are your thoughts on Rams Niners? Rams Niners. Okay. Uh, look, we, we've talked over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're both rooting for Stafford yep. as much as we can. I uh, would love to see him get to a Super Bowl. That being said, I think this 49ers team is just crazy enough to be able to pull this off mm-hmm. for the reason of, one, you'd have to go back and look, and it's it's tough to break down. This might be the best defense and defensive line Stafford's going to have to face in the playoffs. Yes. It really could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. On top of the fact that the Niners, they're, they're, they have a pretty exciting offense. It's not necessarily a, you know, big air raid offense. It's kind of catch you sleep and hit you with a big play. Right. And I like him for that because they're going to be able to possess the ball. So that takes it out of Stafford's hands. He can't go and run up the score like crazy. Yeah. But on the same side, you have to deal with Aaron Donald. You have to deal with Jalen Ramsey. So it's just, it's remarkable how matched these teams are. And it's, I personally am going to go with Jimmy G and the Niners, but I wouldn't be upset to see Matt Stafford get to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think you're right on a lot of that. And it's also just fun. I think the 49ers have this year kind of been the team that when I've seen them behind the scenes, I'm like, that looks like a team that just has it. Yeah. And I don't really know what it is necessarily because it seems intangible for the people that are just a normal fan watching. But they come out of that locker room against getting ready, getting ready to take on the pack. And Debo Samuel is just, they've got a boom box. It's rocking. I mean, mm-hmm. they essentially know what the you can say popular opinion or unpopular opinion of them is, and they just don't give a bleep. They, they're out there saying, we know a lot of you don't like us, but that's cool because we know we like us and we know we're good and we're going to go out here and win. Yeah. By the way, if you're Jimmy G, you're just looking at the sideline and going, don't worry, Trey, you'll get your shot eventually. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm good right now, but eventually we'll find a way to let you play. And that's and that's crazy. definitely been the question, right? You know, Is Jimmy G going to hold up? Is he going to be well enough to get things going? Because... Honestly, you can blame it on whatever the weather might have been in Green Bay. That's why, oh, you know, it's cold. He's not throwing it. The slow scoring. They're not throwing the deep ball. Or Jimmy G's hurt, and his, mm-hmm. he's got problems with the shoulder. He's got problems with the thumb. Will that be something that hinders him a bit? And, again, in an environment where playing in California, you can't really say, hey, the weather, it's too cold. Yeah. We're not going to throw the ball. I mean, it's going to be beautiful weather. It's also a stadium that is outside-inside. Yeah. So, can't really complain about that. You're not going to get any more perfect conditions. And that's the I heard someone say this the other day, and to me, when I look back and watch the games, it fits perfectly. The 49ers just look like, they, like they're not aware of what game they're playing. It's just a game to them. Let's go out mm-hmm. and let's win this game. They're not thinking about the fact this is the division, this is the conference championship, this is for the Super Bowl. To them, it's just another football game they have to go out and get a win for. And if you're that kind of team where you're kind of, I guess, the underdog in it all, there's no better mindset to have then right. let's just go play football and win a football game it doesn't matter that this is for anything else other yep. than it's another win absolutely and it is the best mentality in any way in any situation of sport to have first game tomorrow though is the AFC mm-hmm. the Bengals and the Chiefs I'm tired of the Chiefs <laughs> I just I'm tired of it I'm ready for the Bengals yeah. and I honestly again 
another storyline that I have fallen in love with is the the the, the Bengals. <laughs> like somehow the Cincinnati Bengals went from starting quarterback out for the season, starting quarterback back. We're going all the way. I mean, and a team like you've said before, you just said it about the Niners. Another team that also looks like they don't know what game they're playing. Yeah. They're just playing. And they're having fun doing it. And Joe Burrow is out here doing all very Joe Burrow type things. And he even said it after the last win. He goes, I'm tired of this, you know, we're not a good team talk. Or this, we're the underdog. Or, you know, we don't necessarily deserve to be here. You know, he And he's absolutely right. They are a very good football team. And they have found ways to be a very good team, despite what everyone has said they should be or shouldn't be. And I think that's what's going to make that game exciting. Can they get the best of Kansas City in Kansas City? I don't know. See, young coach, young quarterback, young top receiver, they're just all young enough to not let the moment get the best of them. And here's the thing, Joe Burrow's, if you can remember, he has a little history about going up uh-huh. against the team that can't lose. Because let's remember, he won a national championship against a Clemson team right. where Trevor Lawrence was never supposed to lose a football game in his entire life. Yeah, and you know it, it's just crazy that Joe Burrow's might just be the you know that, that kind of magic man that's just you know got enough talent to just kind of say, "Oh, you're Patrick Mahomes. You have a Super Bowl. That's great. Yeah. I'm going to go get one." So give me a minute, and I'll, we'll, we'll talk after the game. And that's really what I hope happens. You know, I would love to see the Bengals go into Kansas City. And get a win. I mean, they were able to beat them during the regular season. They won 34-31 in Week 17. And in that game, Joe Burrow just absolutely dominated. I mean, he threw for 446 yards, had four touchdowns in the win. I mean, that those are just insane numbers. And I think that's where this game, you know, we thought it with the Bills going up against the Chiefs last week that that game could have been a shootout, that that was going to get – you know, if they had kept playing and that if everybody always says, well, if the OT rules were different, you know, yeah, sure, it could have been 100 to 107, right? But, you know, this game could also get into that realm. They could also have a team, you know, both of these teams could easily put up, you know, 40 each if if that's how this game starts to go. And I, I don't I don't see it really going any other way because both teams, yes, decent defenses, but... I wouldn't say their defenses are elite in any way. Yeah, this is another game where, kind of like this past game, that any amount of time left on the clock mm-hmm. is too much time. If yeah. you're if you're Mahomes and you have that late drive that you, you stuff it in the end zone, you better make sure it's like zero 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 yeah. at the end of it because all it takes is Joe Burrow's to get a little extra second and Jamar Chase to get free and. It's seven. So yeah. these are two very – and that's the weird thing to say because when you – like you're talking about Mahomes and that offense and it's it's like there's nobody that's in that class. Maybe the right. Bills, which we saw. Mm-hmm. But then you talk about the, this Bengals team that's like, no, they might be just as good yeah. to be able to do that. It's yeah. crazy. It's it's fun. I mean, I, I saw it. Tariq Hill – is yeah. a bullet, which is phenomenal. But I, you can't sleep on Jamar Chase. This guy's doing things no one else has literally ever done as a rookie. Yeah, and so, again, the first meeting, 65 points between those two teams. They put up 889 total yards of offense <laughs> in the first game between Cincinnati and Kansas City. And, honestly, I mean, we laugh at that one being such astronomical. The two teams put up over 1,000 yards between the Bills and Kansas City last week. So, I think now when we look ahead, and we say who's making it to the to the big game and who's going to the Super Bowl here. I I would say Cincinnati, and I think I'm gonna have to I'm gonna go against it and say I don't know that the Niners get it done. I think the Rams find a way to get there. But if we project that game, let's say that's the one that makes it. 
Rams, Bengals in the Super Bowl. I don't know who wins that game. Uh, if it's Rams, Bengals, yeah, Rams, yeah. I, I, that's the one. That's the one scenario you don't want to see if you're Joe Burrows is Aaron Donald and that defensive line. Yep, because. Jamar Chase is a great deep threat, so you need a little bit of time. Aaron Donald doesn't give you time. Yeah. But the upside of that is they can actually run the ball. Mixon's a decent running back. Yeah. So I, I just if, if Rams can get there, I don't know that there's a team on the other side that can stop them. It would be interesting. It'd be the second year in a row that the host stadium had the host team playing in the Super Bowl. Will the Rams get there? Will Cincinnati get there? The 49ers? It's all out there. Sports Wrap tomorrow, you'll be able to have it all if you want to talk about it. It'll all be on the table for you. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. Save it in your phones. That'll be it for Sports Wrap tonight. But again, next week I'll be here with you, Saturday and Sunday. So get it ready because we'll be talking Super Bowl by then. 800-859-0957. Save that number.